I'm someone who loves trying out different makeup looks, but doesn't really wear much on a daily basis, so I like to focus on making sure I have high quality staples. And whether you like a fresh face, full glam, or somewhere in between, you've probably seen Thrive Cosmetics Viral Tubing Mascara. I've certainly seen it everywhere, you know the one in the turquoise tube? So that mascara, along with all of Thrive Cosmetics beauty products, are certified 100% vegan and cruelty-free, which I look for in makeup, and they've got excellent quality to match. And something I didn't know from all the mascara videos I've seen is that for every product sold, Thrive Cosmetics donates either that same product, another product that is needed more, or a monetary donation. They've worked with over 500 nonprofits to help with a wide range of causes like supporting cancer survivors, people experiencing homelessness, education access, and so much more. Knowing that makes me feel even better about using their products. And I do enjoy using them. Like I said, I like having high quality staples, and so my favorites are products that are multi-purpose, like the Brilliant Eye Brightener. It comes in a bunch of colors, and I like using them as eyeliner, eyeshadow, and even highlighter. Thrive Cosmetics is luxury beauty that gives back. Right now, you can get an exclusive 20% off your first order at thrivecosmetics.com thrive. That's Thrive Cosmetics, C-A-U-S-E-M-E-T-I-C-S, dot com slash thrive for 20% off your first order. Contained herein are the heresies of Radolf Buntwine, erstwhile monk turned traveling medical investigator. Join me as I uncover the blasphemous truth of a plague-ridden world, that ours is not a loving God, and we are not its favored children. The Heresies of Radolf Buntwine, coming January 2nd, wherever podcasts are available. Hey, Craniacs. This episode has a sensitive confession from one of our incredible fans regarding sexual assault. We're really happy that they chose to share, and we wanted to talk about it, but in case you aren't ready for that today... You can skip from 33 minutes and 24 seconds to around 35 minutes. Enjoy the show. Welcome to I'm Listening. This is a Frasier fan podcast, the second of its kind, and I won't tell you what the first one is. Uh, as always, I have a special guest joining me on every new episode, and today is no different. Today I have a comedian, a producer, a writer, uh, a friend. Her name is Tracy Soren. Tracy, how are you today? Oh, I am so happy to be here. I'm, uh, I really wanted to uh, give you a good reason to be here today. Yeah. You know. I I am obsessed with Frasier, and then to Love hear it. women talk about Frasier. Oh, uh, did I spoil? No, no, it's fine. This okay. is a good intro too. Yes, I'm. I'm. I feel. I feel blessed. I feel blessed. I brought Tracy here today because I meet a lot of women like myself and like Tracy who really enjoy Frasier the show, and. I personally feel like I've heard some pretty unique reasons from women as to why they like Frasier. Um, before we get all uh, into that, let's uh, let's get into Tracy's credentials as a Frasier fan. Tracy, tell me, how'd you get into the show? What's your history with it? So um, a few years ago, 2013 to be exact, mm -hmm. I decided, uh, you know, as a comedian, as someone who wants to eventually hopefully one day write for television, I had to watch Cheers. I was like, mm -hmm. I must. I mean, I remember watching it as a kid, um, but I obviously, you know, didn't watch it in full as, you know, a young literal toddler. <laughs> um, so I binged all of Cheers very quickly, almost 
too much so i would say like mm. almost i felt sick a little you know you, you like binge things so quickly and you're like of i'm course. ill i'm not sleeping <laughs> and then i said well i have to go to fraser next and mm -hmm. i remember again watching fraser here and there but i didn't have the understanding like i think if you watch cheers beforehand you do have a background mm -hmm. although i will say i think i loved fraser more than cheers Ooh, so glad to hear it i think i did I'm, i really did you did it in i would say a traditional way i uh I did not watch Cheers and still have not. I've seen wow. the I've seen the pilot. It didn't make you want to watch Cheers? You know, I think I am I well cuz you know, I started watching the show as a child when it was on mm -hmm. uh and then in repeats and now on Netflix. So I'm very attached to all of the characters. I think maybe what happened was when I tried to start watching Cheers it didn't have the same nostalgia for me yes. because I associate Frasier with being a kid. Uh, and and I don't have that connection to Cheers. And then I also was like, where's Frasier? Which, you know, he's not in there no, for a while. No, he's not in there for a little bit. You got to really, got to sit in with Sam and Diane. You have to really get cozy with Sam and Diane before you get to Frasier. Um, but I did, I did binge all of Frasier mm -hmm. and I, I was obsessed particularly with Niles. Go on. I do. I think so. I re, so I watched all eleven seasons, and then I recently this year. So that was like 2013, 2014. Mm -hmm. Then recently, I this year rewatched all of Frasier, all eleven seasons again. Yes, you do. Um, and I'm sure I'll do it again and again. You know what I mean? Yeah. Um, it doesn't get old. No. Uh, and I realized like Niles definitely was a bit creepy at some points, 110. But I think David Hyde Pierce somehow made it so you weren't horrified. Yeah. Also the times were, you know, you like your blinders were on a little bit. You're like, it's the nineties, which is not a fucking answer, <laughs> which is not an answer. It's trash. That's a trash reason. But Harvey Weinstein answer. Anyway. You know what I mean? But mm -hmm. horrible. Mm -hmm. But David Hyper somehow played it off in a way that I think makes you love him more than you despise or think he's disgusting. Absolutely. I've, I mean, I will a hundred percent agree with you. He is definitely my favorite main character. Absolutely. He's very, for me, relatable. Uh, just in the, the whole, like have it like loving somebody or like having a crush from them from afar and the things that can arise from that. Have I ever had like an, you know, a seven year obsession Eh, almost almost close we're talking about six five five years how long no yeah, <laughs> yeah, yeah. yeah a like, close. i've definitely had them um he also you know comes from a theater background so also and i've definitely had discussions about this on this podcast about the fact that he's such a great physical actor well i mean you know the cold open uh the one where he he's silent yes and valentine's he, day yes uh-huh i remember uh-huh and he, he starts a big fire and he i mean that's my friend, I'll give a shout out to my friend, Chelsea Filato. She's the one who was like, this cold open's amazing. Before I even watched, got to that cold open, she's like, you have to watch this cold open. Yeah. And mm -hmm. that's, I will, I will also say I'm a, I'm a sucker for cold opens. And Frasier is amazing. Yeah. At cold opens. It's just like watching a play. That's what I really love about yeah. that show and how they break it up with those little like black title mm -hmm. card things. Love it. Um, yeah. I, uh, so for me, uh, the the specific reason I because I come back to it again I'm like why do I love this show so much why do I go back to it separately from the nostalgia for me personally it's about relationships mm. on this show that is honestly what brings me back uh, I definitely fully relate to Frazier's relationship with his dad and how close they are and the fact that they live together I also you know maybe it's being an only child mm -hmm. uh, I love the sort of family dynamic 
including Daphne into that yes. as well. And and Roz and just, you know, the fact that, no, it's not real life, but the, they always end up sort of together. Yes. And I love that. I was interesting to me. It just it was a, a, an aha moment. If mm. I could take it from Oprah, Oprah Soul Sunday, it was an aha <laughs> moment for me. I actually, when I describe the type of sitcoms that I love, I actually don't actually think of the relationships. Mm. What I think of is strong character games. Mm -hmm. So to me, what I like, for example, Brooklyn Nine-Nine, or I've been binging the Goldbergs, which is, oh. you wouldn't think. At first, as a Jewish person, I was like, this is just based on, this is a Jewish stereotype. I, It's based on his real family, okay. the creator. It is unreal how funny it is. I know oh. it sounds crazy. I've heard good things. It's hilarious check it out. but they have strong strong character games and i think that's what i loved about fraser as well is mm -hmm. you know what niles is going to say you know what fraser's going to say yeah. and you know what daphne's going to say you know exactly those lines can't be swapped maybe fraser and niles can sometimes you know share mm -hmm. the same thoughts but they each have very strong character games and motivations and that's what Kate, like brings me back to them because that's what makes them real people absolutely so here's what uh I did, I did for this episode and and the what we're going to do today. So I uh, honestly get overwhelmed at how many people, especially women I know, uh, love Frasier. I know that I probably will never be able to have every single one of those women on this podcast. And I thought, how can I perhaps reach, you know, as many women as I can out there uh, and learn about why they like the show? Now, why did I choose women? So I've had a lot of men on this podcast and they've all been great. Uh, I think something that I notice about a lot of men that I've talked to, it's not a bad thing. It's just an observation. Often their history starts with cheers. Yours does too, mm -hmm. interestingly. Uh, but I think a lot of the guys that I've talked to, they go back to sort of like, you know, I started with cheers. Then I moved on to Frasier and I love the writing and the writing is amazing. But that's usually where it goes uh, most of the time with a lot of the the men that I've spoken to, which is, again, totally fine. But I also know that I have a very, in my, you know, perhaps weirdly specific connection to Frasier. And I've found that a lot of women do, too. Mm -hmm. So uh, what I did was I, uh, you know, wrote down in a little text edit note, basically saying, like, women who love Frasier, you know, female identifying Fans, I want to hear from you. I want to hear why you why you love this show. I posted in Fraser fan groups. Uh, I posted on Twitter. I posted on Instagram. I posted on my Facebook. And with all of this, uh, I received uh, ten very meaningful voicemails mm -hmm. that I have not listened to yet. Ooh, I'm so excited! And so I thought it would be fun uh, to have a, a fellow Fraser fan on this show. Listen to these. Uh, voicemails with me and react to them in real time mm -hmm. and see who who are these women mm -hmm. who love Frasier. So I thought Tracy would be the perfect person. Oh, how, do so you, nice. how do you feel about uh, the fact you're going to listen to I'm so 10 excited. strangers today? I think that's such a nice journey to go on with people. Yeah. You know, and you get to really feel what they're feeling. And, and again, I already realized like a different reason why I possibly would really like this show. You know, when you go into something, you're like, I know why I like something. But even you saying relationships, I'm like, why haven't I thought about the full? <laughs> like, why haven't, you know, but it's like what hearing what they're going to say, too. It's like, yeah, this I think sometimes, you know, when you get obsessed with television or I feel this way with Jane the Virgin sometimes I feel like I'm like a part of it you mm. know uh, another show I haven't seen but I want to oh my god you gotta yeah um and 
because it really does affect your life or affect your mood or affect your mental health. And so hearing what other women have to say about mm-hmm. it, mm-hmm. especially a show like Frasier, because I do think that Kelsey Grammer sometimes could be a yay or a nay for people. Kelsey Grammer, I mean, I'm going to fully say it. He is a... Do I support him as a regular person, uh, given many of his views? No, I do not. Exactly. I support Frasier, the character. Yeah. (laughs) So, you know, I feel as if, yeah, I do have a complicated relationship with that because I recognize uh, he is, um, yeah, he's got some questionable views on a lot of things that I don't agree with. Uh, This is a weird tattoo. He has a weird tattoo. Did you not hear about this? He didn't mention it in his biography. So unless this was a joke, but Mm. this was, he was on a late night show Mm -hmm. and he said he had a tattoo by his groin to remind him like not to cheat or to be like something like that. Look it up. Apparently, unless it was like he was lying there, he was on a late night show and he's like, yeah, I have a tattoo like by his penis. You can say penis. It's all right. But like, it's not because I can't, I don't want it's like (laughs) thinking of his penis. You know what I mean? Totally get it. Do you, you know, yeah. we don't want to go there. I get that. We <laughs> yeah. can say crotch, crotchal region. Crotchal region. Yeah. Well, I think we're all going to look this up um, yeah. after this Please episode. Please tell me if I'm wrong and it was a lie, but I, this was like a few months ago. Yeah. Maybe I can look it up uh, in, a, in a little bit and we can confirm or uh, confirm either way. Yes. Okay. So, oh, also another thing to keep in mind before we listen to each of these uh, submissions, I also told people they could choose to be anonymous, you know? Sometimes people don't want to be uh, broadcast uh, worldwide because they're not comedians like me and mm-hmm. Tracy who want people to know who we are. And I totally respect that. So uh, let's dive into the first one. Hi, I'm calling about, I'm listening. My name is Abby Libby and I love Frasier. Um, the thing that I love about it and always keeps me coming back is how I kind of view all of the character stories as ultimately being about standing in your own way uh, to happiness and how often we are our own roadblocks. And I think that's just the most relatable thing in the world. My favorite episode of Frasier is by far Ham Radio, uh, where, of course, Frasier puts on the old radio play and does a truly terrible job, uh, which is just so satisfying on so many levels. And I also identify far too deeply with. Uh, My favorite character is Roz. Uh, she's a role model and a strong woman, and despite constantly having people call her a horse to her face, somehow just keeps rolling and dishing it out and handing it back to them. I love her. I love the show. Thanks for listening. Oh, love it. Yes. Now, what's interesting, uh, and already I'm enjoying this experiment, that's another thing about the show. The first thing that I believe, Abby, thank you for, for calling in, Abby. I'm listening. Mm-hmm. I just, I really wanted to say of that. Of course. This is, this, all, of, all of this is an excuse for me to live out my <laughs> cosplay dreams, FYI. Yes. Um, but yes, I totally uh, never thought about the fact that, especially Frasier, that's who I think of when she talks about roadblocks, mm-hmm. um, is another very relatable thing about the show. Yeah, I would say that um, every, every show has a formula, sort of, and- Obviously, every sitcoms have formulas. And I, I think that something that Frasier does go back to, and it, again, I didn't even think about it until Abby said it, so thank you, Abby, um, was that Frasier, that's what Frasier does. Mm-hmm. Every episode, he's like shooting himself in the foot. That's right, especially with women. Yes, especially with... <laughs> 
really rough times with the women. And they're always so hot. And I'm like, Frazier, how do you just keep messing everything I know, up? <laughs> I know. Some of the women, wasn't like um, Denise Richards a love interest for him? Denise right? Richards? Uh, am I right? Am I thinking of Denise? Later, later on. It's possible. I will be honest too. I definitely drop off. I've seen every episode of the show, but I definitely yeah. rewatch seasons eight through 11 less. Of course, of course. You know, post Daphne and Niall. I, you, I, when I was watching it this season, I was getting, I was like, I'm, I'm working to get towards them. Sure, 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 sure. I am. Because when he plays sincere and in love, it's so wonderful to watch. Um, and I, 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 thinking about Roz, too. Um, Roz, think about how, what, it was, uh, he was on from, it was like 94 to 2004, right? Yeah. Mm-hmm. Um, or 93. 93. Do you think years. they were talking? I mean, I, the, the, the women's movement, uh, you know, at that time was talking about slut shaming. But uh-huh. do you think that they were talking? You think like the mass media and mainstream culture was talking about slut shaming? I think that they did a good job. I think they really did. I mean, I think, you know, yes, the fact that she was the butt of all jokes. Yeah, that kind of, you know, sucks. Mm-hmm. But the thing that um, I always hold on to that sounds like Abby does too, is the fact that Roz herself as a character to me is such a wonderful, just female character what a strong what a like yeah just just everything about her and she's so funny and so snappy and she always has like all the best lines uh and also i i also like that her storyline does not get wrapped up with a man at the end i agree if you recall i agree i also think um you know it it could have went the other way where you could watch it and go, it's enough with the slut shaming, but she's because she combats it, mm. it works. Absolutely. If she was like, you know, it wouldn't work, but because she's such a hard ass bitch, yeah. you know, that's why it works. She is a hard ass bitch. And I thought what a, uh, <laughs> I, I really like the episode when she tells uh, the father of her soon to be baby mm-hmm. You know what, honey? Don't don't even worry about it. You're you're like in college still. You marrying me does not make any sense. Yes, you know, I can raise this baby, and she does. And listen again. What were we talking about? Y two K at that point? That happened around Y two K, almost so. ninety seven between. Yeah. Okay. Yeah, yeah. Okay. Y two K year of. Yeah. You know, you can raise this baby on your yes, own. Yes, that's what it'll forever be remembered by. Also, ham radio. Also, one of my favorite episodes. Mm. Do you have a favorite episode ever or one you go back to a lot? Oh my gosh. Oh, I should have thought about this before I came on. You can also come back to it. I'm going to come back to it. Um, For me, it's probably the Ski Lodge is my favorite episode of all time. <gasps> oh, wow. Is that, wait, is that the, which one? Is that the one with the mothers come back? So the no. Y, the, the future, the, the Frasers? The Ski Lodge, similarly to the, the episode you just referenced, is in a cabin that I have yeah. a whole episode of this show all about cabin episodes. Yes. But the ski lodge is when um, Roz wins like a resort ski weekend and then gives it to Frazier because he uh, like trades her a TV or something. Yes. And so then he goes up uh, to this cabin with, you know, uh, everyone except Daphne, uh, Daphne's hot friend and a ski instructor named Guy. Oh my God, yes. Text. And it was the revolving doors of who they thought who wants to sleep with each other. Correct. Yes, yes. yes. it all That's comes crashing great. down at the end. Beautiful use of door slamming. That's a great, that is a great, I that's a great choice. I love that episode. All right, let's listen to our next uh, entry. Hi, uh, my name is Ashton. Um, I really got into Frasier because it was, you know, an older show that my parents kind of watched, and I thought it was just 
funny and different than a lot of the shows from the 90s. And it kind of resonated with me because it was just interesting. Okay. So that was uh, an entry from somebody. I apologize. Perhaps I struggled to get the name. We'll see if we can get, if I can find it, if I turn the volume up later. Um, But uh, another uh, good point, which is I watched it with my parents. Absolutely. Mm -hmm. I definitely watched this show with my mom. Mm. That's how, that's how it all began for me because I started watching it and I'm not going to pretend I actually remember, you know, uh, watching it in real time in 93. I was watching it. Though. Yeah. Yeah. Um, so, yes, there's a big part of this show for me personally. And I know for you, it's different. There, there's a part of it that is nostalgia. Of course. I think that anything um, 90s, really 80, late 80s, 90s. Really, I was born in the late 80s, late 80s, 90s related related are is nostalgia for me. I think I, when I have anxiety, I need to ground myself in certain ways. Mm. So weird, right? Um, <laughs> crazy. But, crazy. Abnormal. But I think sometimes watching some f- stuff from before me, I used to like read books, old books or watch old TV shows to be like, there was things before me, there will be things after me and you need to calm the fuck down. And so I think mm-hmm. Frasier uh, sometimes, it was a big, um, it's one of the shows I go back to when I'm having a hard time. Ugh, I, that's yes, that's my entire. That's another big thing. That that is, it's a show that I come back to because it's so comforting. It's very comforting. It's weird. Uh, my parents, um, uh, my mom and I used to watch all my children together when we were. I would come home from nursery school or or school, and my mother um would have it on, and we would lay in a chair together and watch all my children. So that's Aww. the nostalgia for me. But actually, my mom, I can't imagine her like really watching a ton of shows like mm. they didn't they weren't my dad would flip through things like he would never watch things <laughs> like straight through mm-hmm. so it's like as, i'm as obsessed with tv as i am mm. i can't actually remember i know they watched cheers they watched frasier i can't remember them besides soap operas sitting down and watching a show i um, feel the same way i mean you know a lot of my relationship with my parents definitely involves television yeah I'm and I'm I mean, okay with it. Absolutely. I think the thing is also like they are human beings with lives. They were 110% watching television, but like as a child you're like it revolves around me, right? And like you can't see outside of that. That they had you went to bed and maybe they watched Frasier. You know, like you can't see it. But then I know that they definitely did. Also, if I could just do a little side note, uh it's for something really weird if for people who want to believe in the universe, you know, the universe does fate, fate. Mm. Um uh, I was trying to find a Cheers shirt um, and I couldn't find one. I was going to buy one online mm-hmm. and my, my, I get a text from my mom and she bought me one the same day. It was, there was a Cheers shirt at the Gap. Mine meld. Mine meld. I've been looking for a Frasier sh- shirt for a long time and I haven't found one. That I like. You know, I'm waiting for Frasier. I still think because I do meet you, lots of other Frasier fans. I do think Cheers and The Gap is a great example. I feel like Cheers is is in the mainstream. 110. You're going to find, yeah, a Cheers shirt at The Gap. Absolutely. Mm-hmm. What I love about Frasier is it's sort of, uh, um, especially since it's on Netflix now, I've noticed, especially online, um, like this just other fr- like weird Frasier culture. Yes. That's sort of arisen because it's it's. It's just not in the mainstream. Do you think it's because he's so highbrow? Yes. Yeah. It has to be, right? Yeah. And it's, it's so cartoonish. And even with Martin not being highbrow, I yeah. think that 
just Frasier being who he is. Absolutely. Like, like if you're, because people could say Sam and Diane and you could not watch Cheers and know they were a couple on whatever. Right. Um, or they're in the zeitgeist mm-hmm. more than anything else from Cheers. Yeah. But I feel like, you know, you could say, you, no one's going, you know, Daphne and Niles, like no one's doing that the same way. Not the same way. And I will admit, though I, you know, I'm not uh, schooled in Cheers. I've seen a few episodes. And from what I can tell, Frasier is like an alien compared alien. to the rest of 100%. them. 100%. And so I personally love that that's who they decided to focus on. So smart. Like, let's let's go with the most, the the weirdest person compared to everyone. The so least smart. relatable of everyone. Let's let's. I really, dive into I haven't his read world. any interviews. Why, like, why they chose. I'm him. not sure. I mean. Hey, I'm going to recommend it. And you can also just listen to the upcoming episode. But I did listen to uh, Kelsey Grammer's audiobook, And he mm. it, it's honestly it's insane. It yes. is. It's worth hard life, though. Very hard life. And I would never I, I would absolutely like it explains a lot about him, the things that he's been through, especially with family members dying and yes. being murdered. Separately from that, he does in this book get into, you know, uh, the fact that like his character People liked his character. Yeah, I also think because it was different, they knew that they could do a spinoff of a completely new show and yeah. it not be related to Boston and Cheers. Absolutely. He was the only character besides maybe Diane, but I, I can't remember. I'm trying to remember how Cheers ended, even though this is not Cheers podcast, <laughs> that you really could pull out and create a whole new life. Yeah, absolutely. And so that actually makes sense now that I think about it. Love it. Yeah. All right, let's listen to our next entry. This one's, ooh, it's a little longer. Okay. Um. This is for the Frasier podcast. Um, I my name is Kristen. Um, I think for me, one of the things that I really love about the show is um, the Niles and Daphne, um, their relationship and seeing, you know, how Niles fell in love with her and how he was constantly, you know, watching her and, you know, trying to pursue her and she didn't know. And and I think, you know, there's something about that idea that, you know, you kind of want that, you know, like you want someone feel that way about you and I think that's something that I always sort of responded to and I I think that's kind of common from what I've seen um you know and of course you know the the show as a whole and the writing I'm I'm not saying solely Niles and Daphne but that was a big part of it especially in the earlier seasons, like I said, when, you know, you have the whole thing of her being oblivious to him, you know, looking at her butt or, you know, saying something that she doesn't pick up on. And, and, you know, that was always cute to see. And then, you know, eventually when she left Donnie at the altar and, you know, of course everybody loves that. But that's mainly what I would say you know, from the female perspective, you know, um, I think it's just something that you don't see on a sitcom very often, like somebody who's really, you know, in love and it's not just lust, you know, because that tends to be an easy thing, I think, for sitcoms to do. But, um, 
you know, I don't want to go on too much, but that's basically, you know, what I would say. So thanks for listening to my message. Bye. Well, thank you for that. That was a uh, voicemail for the show. That was very, um, I feel like, uh, earnest. It was. Oh, man. Yes, of course. Daphne and Niles, definitely a big uh, influence on my crushes that I had. <laughs> Unrequited love. Mm-hmm. Do you think it's because I do always think like Niles is uh, definitely not an alpha male. He mm-hmm. makes that very clear that he's like a beta. He resists. He whatever. And so him doing this sort of unrequited love. And I said at the beginning of the podcast that sometimes it could be seen as like maybe a little creepy. creepy. Mm-hmm. So uh, but I think the way they structured his character is what makes it work. I don't think if he was. I think Frasier. Yeah. I, I, what if he was Frasier? What if it was seven seasons of Frasier doing Ooh. that? You'd be like, no. no. Yeah. No. That's a, yeah, I never thought of that until this moment. Yeah. Like it had it, to have been. It had to have been Niles. Yes. I also, you know, it, it, you also could think about it on the other side of their other relationship that I love and I'm obsessed with, which mm-hmm. is Lilith and Frasier. Oh, Yeah. What a and dynamic. I love Lilith. I'm obsessed with Lilith. I think now I forgot about Lilith for a second. I'm like, oh no, Lilith. Lilith Shut is up her. is up there. Oh yeah. Um and I think that also works because they still want to keep Frasier as this sort of she, he's more alpha than Niles, but he's still a beta a lot of times. I'm using these Co- words. You mean maybe like compared to Lilith and like Kate right. the station manager. Right. Like more right. women that are more dominant. Right. And I, yes. I that's what I appreciate is that even Daphne is her own badass. She's a badass bitch in Absolutely. her own way. Totally. And so they really wrote these strong female characters. Mm-hmm. Um, but yeah, no, the love story is. You know what's crazy too that I, I think about a lot is why Donnie? Even like mm-hmm. I, I was, that was like, I still haven't figured it out. I'm just like, Donnie? Like even before, I mean, obviously Donnie compared to Niles, it's like, duh, Niles. But Donnie was such an odd choice to me. Yeah. You know, like, you know, he had mustard on his face and shark teeth. And I mean, he did love Daphne, Mm -hmm. but it was just, and oh, and then like the height difference. (laughs) Like I I remember like uh, when they're dancing at their, right before they get married at the rehearsal dinner, he's like, he's like leaning his, his head into her chest because she's so much taller Mm -hmm. than him. It's just like, wow. Okay. Can I say something I internalize that I can't say if it's true? Mm, Go on. I did. This is one thing where I was like, are they trying? I don't know if this is just because of the actor who was playing him, Mm. but I don't know the pastrami, the mustard. Yeah. I was a little like, is he supposed to be like a nebbish Jew? (laughs) I don't know. Do you know know what I'm saying? And I was like, is he supposed to be this? I, I know that they didn't really make him a a uh, shitty character really. I mean, even when he was marrying all those women and came back to her, he he actually, he was a scorned lover, but he was never like the worst guy in the world. Donnie? Yeah. Yeah, no, he was was a good guy. He was a good guy. He was good to Daphne. But a little bit, you have to create a sense of you don't want them to end up together. Right. There is something wrong here. You're right. And I think I'm, as you know, very Jewish, hypersensitive to. Tracy is Jewish. Very Jewish. (laughs) And I'm hypersensitive to when things are being used where I'm like, is this, are they using a caricature? caricature, Yeah, a caricature Mm. of a uh, 
short, pudgy lawyer, lawyer, uh, eating fucking mustard <laughs> with mustard on his goddamn face. Can't get this hot British bit, you know, British bitch. And, you know, <laughs> But I also am like that, that. I know that I read into that. So it mm. never really pissed me off. It's just something where we're talking about it right now that I'm like, I don't think they were like, you know, it's unattractive juice. Uh, but like, it's like, <laughs> I don't think that at all. Lilith Jewish. Lilith Jewish. So that's why I, I can't. But also the stereotype of that is like, she's a cold, strong woman, which I don't think is a Jewish stereotype. But yeah. I do think like, you don't fuck with Jewish women. A little bit is a, is a stereotype. I've I think which I've, is also true. I think I've heard that <laughs> specifically about Israeli women. Oh well, yeah. Oh well, yes. On birthright, on birthright, on birthright. <laughs> yes, that's yes. What I was Israelis told. in general, but yes. Israeli men don't mess with Israeli women. No, but there's there's a I ha, I was in a this is very off of a tangent, but I was in a, a women's studies class. I was a women's studies minor in college, mm-hmm. and in my first feminism one on one class in the book, it it was like oh women, you know, they to their husbands, they're they're, you know, subservient, except Jewish women. And Jewish women, it said in the book, I was like, Jewish women, eh, that's so much. And I was like, okay, <laughs> yes. Well, uh, I'd like to think, uh, especially after Daphne and Niles get together, I would say she's definitely the the dominant one 100. in that I think that all the women, I think the majority of the women, I don't, I can't think of a subservient woman woman in Frasier. Yeah, as in the the women that they sort of are in serious relationships with or end up yes, with. Yes, yes. Completely agree. And but, I and I like it. I agree. But even the women that he was like having these flings with all the time. Yeah, and then in the end, he they he, they always ended up being like, you're ridiculous. Yes. Goodbye. Yeah. Um, Maybe that's why we respond to it too. What, women, I'm saying women oh, and female yes. identifying people, why they respond to it. Because you're not sitting there for 11 seasons watching one note girlfriends. That's true. Yeah, mm-hmm. you're you're absolutely right. And there is, you know, the fact that like the setup to me as a sitcom is something that was like so different to me than say a if I uh, if this is the first time you've heard me shit on Everybody Loves Raymond. <laughs> you know, I of course I have an issue with uh, naggy wife and fat slob husband. Yes. And so this structure was so interesting to me. The fact that it's like, it's a, a husband, not a husband, a father living with his son and everything uh-huh. that happens around that. And tell me, and tell me this too. I don't think in a lot of sitcoms or a lot of media, you'd want to fuck Niles. But I think when you watch Frasier, you go, I'd fuck Niles. Heck yeah. Yeah. Do you know what I'm saying? I would absolutely like give me uh, and I've gone back to this many times. I'll go back to it again. But my favorite, most attractive Niles look was uh, for me when Daphne gets in a fight with Sherry, Martin's girlfriend, Mm -hmm. moves out temporarily for the night and goes and stays with uh, Niles. And he's Mm. wearing all white linen. So into it. Like, you know, chest hair out. Loved it. Loved it. Yes. So, yes. That's what I'm and I'm saying. Also, I think and this is getting real deep, but I think. David Hyde Pierce is a gay man. And I think a lot of times in mainstream media, it's like, well, gay men can't play, you yeah. know, and there's a whole conversation about whether gay men are shit, whatever. But what I'm saying is you could be, there's an attraction level there. Yeah. And I think that also is a big, uh, it's a, it's, it's, it's a wonderful thing to be like, you can be attracted yeah. to we're acting or, and you can be attracted to him at any level. And, uh, I I just think it's it broke a lot of barriers in that way. Yeah. Even if you I don't know when he came out, but I don't either, but I think it like he was open for a while. Yes. And I as a child 
had no clue. No, <laughs> not at all. No, like, I wouldn't question it for a second. Yeah. Um, all right, let's listen to mm-hmm. our, our next one. This is a voicemail for the show I'm listening. I'm Gloria Shefflin, and my favorite Frasier character is Roz Doyle, of course. Um, I got into the show when I was a little kid, and I'd say the reason that I love it so much is, I don't know if this is too heavy for the show, um, but as a kid, I was getting molested, and I felt really disconnected from my family, and watching that show, I just, like, kind of felt like I had a surrogate family, and I I remember, like, really looking up to Martin Crane and feeling, like, very safe watching him. And Roz just made me feel empowered. And I, to this day, when I watch the show, I feel like good about being a woman watching Roz because she just fucking rules. Um, I know this is kind of a heavy voicemail, but I love, love, love the show. Also, my Twitter handle is Norman Desmond 666. I thrive off Twitter, so please follow me. Thank for- you so much for sharing. Absolutely. Um, I also feel as if they are very much like a family, uh, like a second family in a way. Mm-hmm. Like I, uh, for me, I'm I'm not going to at all try and say I can relate to, you know, what you went through, Gloria. But I can say, you know, growing up as an only child uh, can be lonely. And I think for me, growing up and watching a show like that, I feel like I always am looking for that in my own life, like with like, that's why I'm like so close with my friends from college and, Mm -hmm. you know, my best friend from high school. Cause like, for me, like, it's this fantasy of like, you know, again, and also growing up, like just my, you know, my parents got divorced when I was young. Um, Just the idea that you meet, you know, Daphne, the healthcare worker, and your producer, Roz, and then they're like your family for 11 years mm. is like a bit of a fantasy, but also something I aspire to, which is like not necessarily that the people you're related to are your family, but the people that you love are also your family. That's Absolutely. something I really um, felt like I learned from that show. Absolutely. And yes, thank you so much, Gloria, that I'm so sorry that happened to you. And I, I think this is what shows that you know, people are sometimes like, don't watch too much TV. And that's true. Like have a, you know, but also like TV could be really a savior. Absolutely. Absolutely. And you know that you under people like put their nose up at it sometimes. And it's like, no, I don't think people, you know, it could really bring people out of dark times. And as we're hearing here, yes, that's an incredible, incredible thing to know that when she was a young girl, when Gloria was a young girl, that she watched this and, mm-hmm. and it brought her through something or helped her get through something. I think, um, yes, TV is very close to my heart. And so like a show like Frasier, um, this is something I've definitely spoken to other people about. Um, TV can really get you through difficult periods of time, whether it be, you know, life in general or like, I remember when I had major surgery and I was trapped in my apartment for like 10 weeks and I wasn't mm-hmm. allowed to do much. What What do you think I did? I was like binge watching, you know, Frasier. I watched Veronica Mars. Ooh. I hadn't seen, which is amazing. I watched Six Feet Under, but it's like, it can, it can be lonely. Like I admit it. I am an extrovert. I love being around people. And truly, you know, 
I'm still learning how to be alone. And so for me, like Frasier, this is something I love. There's like Frasier fan groups online. But I'll like I I have posted and I've seen other people post that sometimes when you're just alone in your apartment and you feel lonely, you turn on like a show that you love in the background and it's just nice. I clean. I like to have the TV on. Uh, not when I sleep, but other times, like when I'm cleaning, when I'm whatever, like I, my 2017 was not great. I had a bunch of family deaths mm-hmm. and I, sorry to hear that. Oh, it's okay. Um, but TV, I have to be honest, T- TV was where I was like, I'm gonna turn on a show and I can just not, my heart rate slowed. Like I yeah. was in a panic and like my heart rate actually slowed down just to be like, you know what? It's me and Frazier. We're having fun. <laughs> like that's a real thing. Absolutely. Yeah. So no wonder we want to, you know, make things. I mean, come on. Yes. I would hope, you know, not that that was a goal of mine, but Gloria, having listened to your message, like I would think as a creator, like there, there's, that's like no, there's no bigger compliment. Mm-hmm. The thought that like something that you made has brought comfort to another human being. Or Absolutely. A, a feeling of connection. Absolutely. To a stranger. Oh, wonderful. Okay. Let's listen to our next one. Hi, this message is for Anita at I'm the Unlistening Podcast. Um, this is Kimberly Rossi. I actually had sent you a, um, I tweeted you a picture of my son's third birthday Frasier cake a couple of weeks ago. Um, so my favorite character, I would say, is Niles. Um, but my favorite underrated character, I would say, is Bulldog. And the reason that is, is I like when the show kind of, tackles that slobs versus snobs dynamic as they so often do with Frasier, Niles, and Marty. And I think Bulldog is also a good example of that. Um, My favorite episode would be, again, into that category is the Antiques Roadshow, which I think is hilarious. And also, like, almost less, like, farcical than they usually do and more of, like, almost like Seinfeld in that it has like this complex plot that they all, it all ties together in the end, how it starts out with them not wanting to go to their cousin's wedding. And then eventually through their, you know, trying to think they're royal and they contact the, um, <laughs> the, uh, the, the guy, the Russian guy who comes and checks out the, uh, the clock and says, Oh no, your grandmother was the prostitute. And then because of that, they have to pay for, the RV that Martin bought and then use it on a tour to go see the cousins that they thought they were better than in the first place. Like, it's just great how that all comes together. Um, so yeah, those are my favorites. That's, I mean, there's so many good ones, but that's basically my favorite kind of genre of, of the show. So anyway, um, enjoy the podcast and hope to hear back from you. Um, I'm at Mrs. Redbox on Instagram probably the best way to get me and also um Kimberly Red Fox at Twitter. Thanks. So Tracy, to give you some background, mm-hmm. I was very much looking forward to hearing from Kimberly. So Kimberly uh had posted, I think, yeah, she had posted either uh or tweeted at me or posted it in in like a Fraser fan group that her son loves Frasier like a like like a three year old. I'm obsessed with it. And she sent me a picture and I'll have to I'll have to send it to you. He had like a Frasier themed birthday party and she made paper dolls for this party of like Niles and like other characters. And it was like my heart was melting. And then I like very aggressively was like, Kimberly, please call in. (laughs) 
oh my I'm not, I'm not gonna lie like uh, parenting done right you know what I mean like yes you know, like, parenting's hard but parenting done right I love it um I think she may have said that he, or no she also sent a picture he's got a Fraser shirt too oh really fully support that um and I can fully uh I can fully agree that Antiques Roadshow great episode yeah if you remember mm-hmm. um also Really a a very good example of the love that Niles and Frazier have for Martin slash also have a lot of money. Because if you recall, mm. he, uh, essentially they end up having to give the clock or back that was in their family that they were hoping they were like part of like the Russian yeah. royalty or something in the end. Not not the case. And then they had like lied and said they had sold the clock. They didn't. So they both. Uh, put in like $40,000 or some large amount of money for Martin to get, um, I forgot what it's called, a big trailer, Yeah, basically. Oh, yeah. Uh, yeah, and I was like, wow, they have a lot of money. <laughs> uh, the, 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 there's the way that they rectify things with just being like, I'll write you a $20,000 check. You're just like, okay. I put that sort of in as a TV trope. Yeah, I think money is of no... Even when you're watching families who are supposed to be mid, like as I said, I'm watching the Goldbergs right now and they're supposed to be a middle class family. And there are times where just like, can I go to space camp? Okay, here's a check. It's like, <laughs> and I understand like money maybe in the 80s and the 90s, people could just get jobs and they, the debt was maybe a little, but like what's happening? Yeah, like honestly, the um, when I see the way they spend money and it's like, a, like it's not even a question, I think of sex in the city as well. Oh, that's a fucking joke. I, I mean, and she's a fucking joke. Like the, yeah, the, the, the thousands of dollars and the, I, I've, I would love to see like somebody, okay, maybe this is something you and I have to mm-hmm. do or somebody, but I'd love to see like the fictional bank account. They did that for friends. Oh, how much Joey owes Chandler there. You can look online. Someone oh, did that, that for out. friends and it's like an, a crazy amount of money that Chandler just gave Joey. Um, it's the same sex and city. I was obsessed with as a, as oh, a, me too. Obsessed. I, I had, I have books. I had every. I still watch. Yeah, <laughs> I haven't watched it in a long time because I'm like, well, this this will probably disappoint me in a myriad of ways. Um, and the second movie was absurd. Oh, it was the most racist thing I've ever seen. Racist? No, I mean not ever. <laughs> and then the the line that I always remember that from that film is um, Kim Cattrall sees like a sexy man on a camel in Abu Dhabi and says he can be the Lawrence of my labia. Yes, yes. Horrible. Yep. horrible. Just really sums up the whole movie. I think I think that anyone who's a Sex and City fan just says that doesn't exist. I think that we just all <laughs> go, that never happened. Um, but that's how Carrie dealt with money is so fake. Oh, of course. That it's like now that, you know, as an adult and you have to pay rent and you mm-hmm. live in New York City, you're like, what the flying fuck? Well, here's the thing, too. For me, I'll admit it. I like, I mean, like for me, television is an escape. Of course. So I often struggle to watch shows that are realistic because I'm like, why am I watching you then? Right, right. (laughs) I want to escape. So So like Broad City, it's not. Broad City is so funny though. So separately there's Broad City. um, But then you take like, um, I don't know, Girls. Yeah. Which honestly, yes, there have been some great episodes of that show. um, But but mostly I tend to want to dip into a fantasy. I get that. Listen, you want to escape. There's sometimes where it's like, I can't watch this right now. This isn't right. Yeah, absolutely. Mm-hmm. Um, well, I'm curious. Do you have a show that you feel like you're like, I can relate to this that you like? Honestly, well, so, it, I mean, 
I have I do I did love I do love Broad City. There are lines where I could relate to it, but I I don't relate to them as much because they party a lot more than I could ever party. Mm. Like I could never handle half of the situations. My anxiety would I would never. But I also where think everyone's an Abby. Of on. course. Uh it's like, yeah, who's come on. Um but I do I guess it's cause it's in my head. The goal, why I like the Goldbergs is because it shows a Jewish family that and the, even though my mother is not as intense as she is, um, they are an Ashkenazi Jewish family that like came and, and they speak Yiddish. And it's just seeing that in mainstream culture is absurd to me. I'm like, what the fuck's going on here? Also, I mean, so that's probably the closest where I'd be like, that's where I feel related to. Mm. But there's not. You know, I understand like as a white person, I'm like, okay, I've seen my, you're supposed to see yourself as television. But as growing up, I was like, I don't see Jews. So I was like, that's not me. Mm. So I don't, I can't think of things where I'm like, wow, well, I really relate to it. Tracy, I think you know what that means. That's, what? You're going to be the creator that makes that show oh. or movie or. Yeah, I don't know. I, mean, I think Broad City did a good job for like the millennial Jew in New York. I don't know. Like, it's like. I don't know. We'll see what's next. I'm hoping for a Broad City meets Frasier yes. show. <laughs> yeah. We'll write it. We'll write it. We're right. done. Let's listen to our next. Hi, my name is Sandy Marks. I live in White Plains and I'm calling because I love Frasier and I have from the very first season. And I got to say my absolute favorite character was Roz played by Perry Gilpin. She was just such a badass. And at the time I was still a working woman and I kind of like to fancy myself as being sort of a mini Roz. She was always telling it like it was. She wasn't afraid of anybody. And she just was sort of unusual at that time in sitcom television. The other reason I love the show is all the actors were just so well cast, especially John Mahoney, who played the dad, who just loved sitting in that kind of janky old lazy boy chair. And I got such a kick out of him with his white socks and old beat-up shoes because, well, he reminded me of my dad. Just like that. Um, so that's my story. I love Frasier. I always will. I watched from the very first season. And um, that's it. Thanks. And it's Sandy Marks, and I can be found on all social media, including Instagram, Sandy, Mar uh, Sandy Marks 3. Thanks. I know Sandy. She's a great storyteller. Sandy, amazing storyteller. If you're in New York, you should check her out. Mm -hmm. um, another Roz fan. Yes. Seeing a trend Yes. Here. And I also think that bringing up the, the you know, rest in peace, John Mahoney. And John Mahoney mm. started acting late. Yeah. He started acting late in his life. Mm -hmm. I do think Martin doesn't always get the credit he deserves. Mm. And mm -hmm. he brings a, a, an enormous amount of depth. Absolutely. I mean, I think what I also liked about him, it's, you know, there's definitely references to him being old fashioned because he's from a different generation. But I also think he was the kind of character that was like open to to change yes. and having real discussions yes. and not necessarily being like, no, this is how I'm always going to be. Well, in a way, yes, he he's always going to be Martin. And, and that's what I loved about him. Um, but he was definitely more vulnerable than a lot of old, yeah. you know, cranky male characters. And I don't think the thing that I like, like about Frasier is I don't think that when you watch Friends uh, now, some things are hard to stomach. You're like, oh, God, Oh, help, of course. Help. That show is homophobic. Is yeah, well? and, and Fat Jamie and all of that. And I think that Frasier doesn't lean. I can't. I mean, there's things that obviously were like, oof, what's happening? But it doesn't lean into that as much. Yeah. Um, mm -hmm. And John Mahoney, I think out of all the characters, could have been this like old crotchety, not moving his ways type of guy. Absolutely. And they didn't make him that way. Yeah. I'm, I'm with you on that. All right. Let's listen to our next one. 
Hi, my name is Anna, and I'm calling uh, to tell you how much I love Frasier. My favorite character is probably Daphne, because I feel like I'm also just a little bit psychic, like she is. Uh, and I think that her relationship with Niles and just the way that it developed over the series was my favorite part. I know it's supposed to be about Frasier, but she and Niles are my favorite. Um, so thanks for listening. Bye. Mm. Is Frasier anyone's favorite? I don't think so. Don't think so. Of, of everyone I've spoken to on this podcast, it, no, no one has said Frasier. But I think that shows that he's a good, he's like the, the tree trunk. Oh, absolutely. You know what I'm saying? And you need that sometimes. Sometimes the main characters are the most boring. I mean, you need him. And, and also, he was Cupid for uh, Daphne and oh, Niles. I know. Oh, I loved the reveal, by the way. Uh, I loved the reveal. I rarely also see shows now where they can somehow, do shows even last 11 seasons anymore? <laughs> no. You know? But the fact that they were able to not even, I don't even think stretch is the right word, mm. but the fact that they, you know, built this, this love story over seven seasons and and after yes. as well. Um, I was just, it was so impressive. I think that's what, honestly, I think my favorite episodes are the ones where they get together. Oh my all, God. Because I mean, I'm a sucker <sighs> for that stuff. Anytime it ha the, those episodes happen, I, I rewatch them. I And in like any show. Absolutely. Um, yes, I've probably, the epi and it's not even my favorite episode, but the two that I've seen the most are Something Borrowed, Something Blue, part one and part two, yes. which is Daphne's wedding. Yes. Or she doesn't get married. Yes. Um, beautiful. Mm -hmm. Okay, what's next? Uh, hi, this is Lakin Bowles, um, and I live in Nashville, Tennessee, and I'm calling about the I'm Listening Frasier podcast. Um, so Frasier's been my favorite show since I was like eight and I'm 31 now. So if that kind of gives you, um, any indication as to how long I've watched it, but my favorite character would probably have to be Martin mainly because I adore John Mahoney and he was actually one of my first major crushes when I was a kid. Um, so there's that, but I would say the character that I can kind of most relate to would probably have to be Niles because I'm the most neurotic human being on the planet. Um, like when I was a kid, people actually called me Niles and people still called me Niles. So I've got that going for me. Um, but you know, like I was just kind of this weird kid who liked classical music and old movies and like Frasier really kind of gave me an outlet and something that I could really relate to. So that's, you know, I mean, at this point, the show has been such a huge part of my life that I can't even imagine like it not being there. So yeah. Um, I could ramble on about this forever, so I'm going to stop. But thank you again for doing this podcast. I think you're doing a great job. It's awesome. I love it. And um, I can be found on Twitter at at underscore Focus Blondie. Thanks. Bye. Well, thank you for that. OMG, mm -hmm. I exist, not me, but uh, that she just described me, yeah. it, but in Nashville. And you yeah. probably, Tracy. Yeah. We're both, all, we're all 31? Yeah. yeah. <laughs> oh my God. Wow. Okay. Woo, since eight years old. Uh, hearing someone else say it makes me realize that's a long time. Long time. That's what I'm saying. You, you, we think, like, I, I love being my 30s, but like, it is long, it's longer than your 20s, it's, you know? And you're like, really? All is. right, we've been around. Yeah, okay. Uh-huh. It's, it's been, been a while. Around. Been around. We've been here. I like that people called her Niles. I think that's a great. I think it's great. I would take it. I would take it. That means uh, that it means that you're a good physical actor. Yes. 
and also uh, probably a romantic. Yeah, and deep into your interests. And I I'm also so. neurotic. Tracy, back me up. Oh, you yes. too? <laughs> yes, uh, a little bit. <laughs> uh, a tiny, just a tad. And, you know, just a tad. It's not, you know, in our DNA or anything. It's fine. Exciting to know that there are Frasier fans in Nashville. I love that. I've been once. And uh, maybe when I go back again, I'll have to hit you up. Uh, I, I know you said your name at the beginning of that. I can't remember it right mm-hmm. now. But Nashville Frasier fan, I hear you and yes. I'm listening. Oh, wonderful. <laughs> Let's listen to our next uh, submission. My name is Alexandra Bernal, and my favorite character on Frasier is Niall. He is absolutely amazing. He is such a goofball. He is too funny. He is obsessed with Daphne, which makes everything even more fun. He wants to impress impress her all the time, and he makes a complete ass of himself half the time, if not more. I'm not sure how I got into the show. I remember watching it on TV when I was young and just liking it, and then... When it came back on Netflix, I rewatched it, and there were so many grown-up jokes that I didn't get back when I was little, but I still enjoyed it when I was young, and even more now. I have watched the show from beginning to end several times, at least five times, if not more. My favorite episode of Frasier is the Valentine's episode, where they're showing everyone's Valentine, starting with Niles getting ready for a date um, at Fraser's apartment, and it's amazing. That entire first scene of him getting ready, he's cooking, and he gets a wrinkle in his pants and gets his pants off to try to press him before his date and ends up turning the apartment on fire. It has no lines, and Kelsey Grammer actually directed that episode, so that is my ultimate favorite episode. I love the fact that it has a dog, too. It's always a plus, and the entire dynamic between them is just with every, all of the characters. It's very, very fun to watch. I don't think I can really say there's an, a show similar to it. Um, it's so ridiculous, yet fantastic. It doesn't feel like it's over the top, even when it is. It's just something about it doesn't make me get tired of rewatching it over and over, even when I know every scene, every line. Everything's going to happen by heart. Um, that's pretty much it. My name is Alexander Berno, and my Instagram handle is the No Meat Girl. Thank you. So, fun fact: Alexandra. Hi, Alexandra is a friend of mine mm-hmm. who I made call in. Yeah. Um, I love her. She is Colombian, mm-hmm. which I th- wonder if that means, as in, she is from Colombia. So, I'm curious if she was actually watching that um, when she lived there would be very interesting be, yeah. to me but uh uh yeah val the valentine's day episode i'm surprised I, I i don't think i knew that kelsey Grammer directed it i'm gonna have to look uh i'm gonna have to look that up because i did not know that yeah if it is true which it sounds like it is um yeah that adds another interesting uh mm-hmm. factoid see i think niles crane to me is on my top list of characters on television who i they're uh, in, indescribable uh, Captain Holt on Brooklyn Nine Nine is another one. Oh yeah, yeah, yeah. He, you cannot touch Captain Holt. Just like how they're written, how they're acted. Sure. And listen, I, it sounds like everyone's loving Niles here. David Hyde Pierce, baby. How many Emmys did he get? A lot. Uh huh. Ni- it sounds like everyone. Niles and Ross. Yes, up there for a up lot there. of ladies mm-hmm. and men too, probably. All right, we are at our final voicemail. Let's check it out. Hi, this message is for I'm listening. My name is Chloe Huberto, and I live in Calgary, Canada. 
I first watched Frasier as a kid in the early 2000s, but I only recently dove headfirst into it, and I just fully embraced it. I love that the show kind of eschews traditional macho depictions of men. Like, it's just very refreshing to watch. I love opera and clothes and bubble baths, and that makes them easier to relate to than a lot of other men in sitcoms and media in general. There's a queerness to it that brings me to the real center of my love of Frasier, and that is Niles. He's a character I really relate to in a lot of ways, but I also just think he's a stone-cold babe. It's been delightful rediscovering the show and just luxuriating in my intense appreciation for that character. Thank you so much for making this amazing podcast, and I hope you have a great day. Bye. A Canadian. Yes. So, and of course, so nice and friendly. Yeah. Oh, oh, she. I could hope hear you have a great day. I could hear her friendliness. It was. It was. It was warm. Mm. Thank you for that. And yeah, Niles is a babe. That's what I'm saying. That's what. Listen, she hit the nail on the head. There's. Yep. Everyone wants to. Everyone wants to bang Niles. Um. I yes. I think from from these uh voicemails, what have I learned personally? Everyone does want to bang Niles. Yeah. Is that your takeaway? I think that's my takeaway. I think also. It just shows the depth that you can take just how much there's always layers and layers and layers to anything that you love. And so when people make fun of fandoms or people think like, so like OK, Game of Thrones can have a fandom. But Frasier, it's like you're showing Anita. There's a fucking <laughs> fandom for Frasier. Um, yes, this is uh, this is Frasier. The show Frasier has created, in my opinion, a very unique fandom. Mm-hmm. Um Honestly, like, I'm really glad, Tracy, that you and I listened to these voicemails in real time Mm -hmm. uh, because I didn't really know the depth at which we would learn about people's about women's love for the show. Yeah. You know, people from women from Canada, women from Nashville, uh, a woman who is talking about going through this trauma in her life and how this show helped her Mm -hmm. through that. That is amazing to me there were also just a lot of tropes it almost felt like i was in a tv studies class almost where it was like snob versus slob these anti it was like i've never heard anyone call that oh my god they did they did continuously put up snob versus slob um or what the 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 caller from canada just talked about how um it broke down you know what we saw of this like usual masculinity that we saw on television like absolutely that it was, I do believe it was very ahead of its time. And I actually think since it came from a show that I don't think it didn't break those things down. I mean, it mm, showed mm-hmm. layers of masculinity, but it didn't subvert them. Sure. Absolutely. And I think that Frasier subverted traditional masculinity, but still showed that these were fuckable men. These were fuckable women. They, and they subverted femininity. And Maybe that's why. Did she say that it also plays into queerness? Absolutely. Yeah, and that's why. Too, like, it, it, I think I agree too. Yes, and listeners, if this is your first time and this is your first episode you've ever listened to of this show, you can go back to the first season and listen to. I have an episode called "The Queerness of Frasier." Yeah, and uh, it's a very special episode. Um, on that note, uh, this brings us to the end of uh, of this lovely episode of the show. Um, Tracy, I want to thank you for joining me today. Of course, this thank was you so much. Really. One of my favorite episodes uh, that I've ever done. Uh, Where can people find you? So, you know, you could find me on the usuals. Okay. Uh, At T Soren on Instagram. And I, I, you know, it's a lot of pictures of my boyfriends and my friend and, uh, you know, uh, just the usual stuff, a normal life. The usual stuff. And then, uh, and my comedy stuff. And then um, uh, Tracy Soren on, you know, Twitter, Facebook, 
look me up and uh, and I do comedy all around the city. Tracy's fabulous. She's got a great presence. <gasps> Thank I'm sure you so. Anita has done my shows and she's brought down the house. I mean, one of my favorite uh, uh, shows I did was one of Tracy's shows and I wore my fur coat. Wait, I did that was the same week. The, yeah, you did. I did the, two of your shows yeah. in the same week and wore my fake fur coat and uh, yes. highlight of my comedy career. Yes. I mean, yeah, you really brought down the house. <laughs> All right. And the coat did too. <laughs> Uh, and on that note, um, thank you. Thank you, Tracy. And thank you to all the wonderful women who called in today. Yes. Um, I feel I, I, I leave today's episode with a very warm feeling in my heart. Mm-hmm. Uh, so thank you. And uh, good night, Seattle. <gasps> <laughs>